Greetings and salutations and welcome to episode 145 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. That's Trev. And we've got a great show for you. In the cool down, it is your bold predictions. And I've got a, a special treat for the image on that one that Stoner had a good chuckle for. You will have to wait and see what that is if you're watching here on YouTube. For the game, don't forget there is an actual game. I know there was a lot going on this week. Hmm. But there is an actual football game happening here against the New England Patriots as Washington will travel up north and see if they can't right the ship. And then, of course, here... And the warm-up, the don't sleep warm-up, which you've already got lots of people in the chat not sleeping here uh, that I'll get to in a moment. We're going to be talking about what's next for Washington after trading both starting defensive ends, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. First, let's welcome uh, all these wonderful people here. TJ's comment we posted or had pinned at the top. What do you what if you checked out on the team, but you still want to support RTD HT with the great answer? Just keep watching, man. Make sure you hit that uh, like and subscribe button as Nicole mentions here in her comment. And if you're listening to us on one of the audio platforms that you can see at the bottom of the screen, or if you're listening to us on the audio platform, make sure you're subbed up there as well. I, and, and, we're going to get more into this one, too, by the way. I don't think the season's over. We're going to talk about that here as we go there. But uh, that's from TJ. Sexy Teddy in. Big E in. Gus is in. Doug is in. Allison telling us congratulations. A Philly fan here. I wonder how Allison feels about the trades personally. Joshua, Gregory, Billy, all in the house. And let's get this on the road. Trev, what up? your reaction to the trade was not you know put on tape yet so let's hear from you right now montez sweat traded for a second and then hours later chase young traded for a third round pick we expected one of them to go but both what are your feelings um kind of had already come to terms with montez sweat leaving um he didn't have a the way he finished the season last season he didn't start off that way this year. Kind of got a little, took a little longer to get going. So I already, I already accepted that. But then, when Trev, and I'm gonna let you go, Trev. But I, I just want to know, like, when, when did you accept it? Like, are you talking about started, like right after it happened? No rumors. When the first no, rumors, rumors came okay. out that my Sweat might be moved, I was like, okay, we're yeah, going to yeah. be active. New ownership. We're going to be active. Trade deadline. And so then, quick story. I'm downtown trick or treating with my girlfriend and the kids. And this nine to ten year old kid just sees me because Jace, the son, is a commander's football player, and I'm wearing my hat. And he sees me and goes, Can you believe what happened? I'm like, Yeah, I know Montez Sweat. And he's like, No, and Chase Young, too. I literally stopped in the middle of the street for like four minutes. Paisley really? and the kids kept going. I just sat there and sulked for like four minutes. I saw wow. like the rumors were saying, you know, they both could be gone. One could be gone, one could stay. We could franchise one, let one go. And it was kind of leaning towards like Montez Sweat would be gone. We keep Chase Young. But then when Ian Rappaport said that we started taking calls on trade deadline day for Chase Young, could they both go? I was like, that means they're both going. But still didn't think it was going to happen. So when I got told that news, I was dejected. Mm. Like I told you guys. Yeah, his performance is one thing. but And people say don't get emotionally attached. But I met his family um during training camp with you guys for the past couple of years great people they love the game just as much as chase young it does um then you see him 
getting the W iced out chain. Like he's committed, he's ready for us. But then at the beginning of the season, when we didn't pick up the option, he took that pendant off. Hmm. And that's when I started thinking, okay, he might not sign here in the off season, but he'll play this whole season, you know, knee injury. He's going to use the whole season with us to come back, put it on tape and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But nah, we let that man go yesterday. Mm. Um, yes, they're two <laughs> starting defensive ends. Yes, they're their their names. Chase Young is the predator, Ohio State number two pick. We traded up to get Montez Sweat. He was a beast at Mississippi State, yada, yada, yada. But then it comes to harsh reality that this defense plays better when either one of them is not on the field. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It's weird. Right? Well, there, who, there are definitely a lot of stats that that suggest you know? that this defense is better without both of them, which I find I mean, very you know, bizarre. You tell an average football fan that's a fan of another team, but just talking football, you say like, "Yeah, our defense is pretty much better without Chase Young and Montez Sweat." They'll be like, "Yeah, okay, you you don't even watch the games." No, mm-hmm. we do. Play by play the games, and it's true. Hate to say it, it's true though. We mm-hmm. we perform better. We're fundamentally sound better when, without them. So it is what it is. There's, there's a lot of layers to it, Trev. It is. It is a lot yeah. of layers. And then the rumors coming out saying that Chase did his own thing on the field when it came time to put the lights it's not on. Even, yeah, it's not even it's rumors. Just, as in 21, Ron Rivera had actually said that in a press conference, right? He had said that, you know, someone asked him about Chase and his lack of production when, in his sophomore mm-hmm. year. And he said, Really, what we're trying to get him to do is is stop doing his own thing, like you know, play within assignments. He kind of you know gets out there and freelances a bit. Those were those were Ron Rivera's words. Mike Silver, who used to write for Washington, kind of put that yes. back out because now he's over in San Francisco, and he put that back out into the world. And I and I'm not sure. I haven't seen he Mike was was pushing it out as if it were brand new content again as if mm. he heard it as if he heard it again mm. and he kind of and, and i'm when i say that i'm saying he responded to somebody saying no this is my sources are coming like fresh mm. with this right where it seemed like there was a time where maybe this was just him rehashing the old news mm-hmm. so i'm not not really sure what happened with it but kind of out the door and a lot of people felt like this was negative towards chase and back to the 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 former guys you know tendencies of slandering people who are going away mm-hmm. and i'm not sure that was the case you know not to discredit mike and his story or anything like mm-hmm. that but it definitely feels like these were just things that were already said and kind of pushed back out there gotcha this rift i think and i do think there was a legitimate rift between yes. Chase Young and Ron Rivera. I, that part seemed very evident. And like you said, Chase kind of, or not Chase, but like you said, Trev, that's who you should have gone as Halloween, Trev. Um, but <laughs> the Chase Young this season definitely felt more distant. And part of that was that not picking up the fifth year contract and the expectations and everything. And he has been a, a very good player this year on an individual level you can look up his stats his pat his rush you know his success rate has been good yes we we shared the video of his 50 plays and it sure as heck looked like he was taking them all off but if you're looking at every single game he's played every single snap 
there's definitely that dominant pass rusher. The reason why they drafted him at number two overall was in there. We didn't see it consistently enough, which yeah. part of the reason why he was traded. Part of the reason why he was only only garnered a third after Montez, Montez Sweat two you know hours earlier got a second. That and health issues were reasons why he got a comp third. Mm-hmm. But it what it it is gonna it is kind of interesting and and. And this part, Tommy, I don't buy this, right? Chase <laughs> thing. You can't say that the guy was a defensive rookie of the year. You can mm-hmm. say he didn't live up to his second overall pick. That yes. I'll buy. Yeah. Can you say Chase never did anything since his rookie year? Yes. He hasn't yeah, done I mean, any, yeah. he didn't do anything it, in his he had then. what seven and a half sacks his rookie <laughs> year, mm-hmm. and he finished with 14 sacks in Washington. <laughs> Right. So math tells me <laughs> that's six and a half sacks in three years, three seasons of play. It's it's it well, is, he is. He's he. I don't think Stoner's ever been a Chase fan. I'm. So I was going to say like this. Oh, that's, that's I, I'm so looking forward to OTAs and not having to hear about Stoner <laughs> gripe about. Oh, he's not. He's not at OTAs again. <laughs> that's a fantastic impression of Stoner, Nathan. I'm I'm proud of you for that. Uh, but look, I have always been a fan of Chase Young. I have not been a fan of what he has done in terms of becoming trying to become a great player. He he thought he arrived, and I called it out since the off season of 2020. I said he thinks he's arrived and he doesn't have to put in the work anymore. Of all the things that he went after. The money. He even said it very clearly to John Kime, who asked him in the locker room when he missed those OTAs in 2021. He was the only one on the whole team out of 90 guys who missed the OTAs. John Kime asked him about it. He said, look, I went I went to get the money. And he said, you would do it in your job, so I'm going to do it in my job. I'm going to go get that money. There's plenty of opportunities to get that money, Chase. Why does it have to be during that time when – you should be bonding and working and gelling with your teammates. My point was that he forgot what it took to become what Chase Young was after that year. He got to be famous and get that, getting that money, getting those endorsements and those commercials and those celebrity family feuds and all that other stuff and going to all these award shows and, he got that because he was a great football player, not because he's Chase Young, some guy they found on the street, or that he's an actor, or that he's a plumber, whatever. He did because he was a great football player, and he thought he arrived, and he didn't have to put in the work anymore. I'm not saying he was out of shape. I'm not saying he didn't work on his craft when he had to be there, but he was unwilling to put in the extra work to become great. And that's why in this offseason, I was going to ask you guys, why did they not sign him to the fifth-year option? Because they, asked, they knew they didn't they, want him anymore. They asked him to prove it. They wanted to see that fire kicked back underneath right. him. And as we could see from the Philadelphia game, which there was significant plays in there where he was just trying to play run defense or he was just trying to do blah 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 i get it right not Mm -hmm. not every play that looked like he was not you know effective 
was him trying to take a playoff. There's there's levels to that, but they didn't see the fire that they saw. And even yeah. then, in the eight games, well, seven games he played because he was out for week one. In the seven games he played, he continued to do a little bit more of that freelancing. And we and that's not that's not a coach saying that. That's not anybody. That, you know, I'm not trying to right. parrot the the Mike Silver thing. I'm saying I watched the games mm-hmm. and I saw him kind of get himself out of position and I'm and I look at that and I'm like that's not what he was supposed to do he mm-hmm. was trying to make a play and when he makes a play you're like yeah let's go sure. but more often than not he was taking himself out of position and Josh Allen was running free or Hertz was running free or Wilson was you know kind of moving along slowly mm-hmm. but, but with grass in front of him and yeah. uh and so this is why he wasn't playing. I don't think like statistically, I get it. I get that. You know, when you look at it, the team has won with Casey Tuhill starting has won with James Smith Williams starting and, and that you can look at some of the stats and say that defense was better. And, and I think it was John Kime pointed out that the, the uh, QBs they were playing when they were winning games without both of them, were good QBs, by the way. Sure. So Absolutely. this wasn't a Ben DiNucci type situation where they're mm-hmm. playing up against backups. They were actually playing against good QBs and winning without these two. I don't know that they can do that consistently, but this is perhaps kind of on Jack Del Rio, which I know Yam is going to love hearing that. Jack Del Rio's system might just work better with good you know some from solid to good you know defensive ends who might not be special but can just do their job as the sign that's posted up in ashburn says rather than having special talents like chase young and montez sweat montez sweat was good to great he was never elite chase at least showed us elite level talent not consistently but at least he showed us that so yeah he, and he could be great, and he'll probably be fantastic in San Francisco. We'll yeah, have he might eyes be. on it New Year's Eve. Yeah, we'll see if he actually becomes that great player that he's supposed to. And and God bless him if he does. I, I hope that he does well. Although, once you leave my team, I don't really care if you do well or don't do well. I don't wish anything bad upon you, but I, I'm not going to like cheer for him. I'm not going to root for him. I don't root for Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and uh, Bradley Beal. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not rooting Porzingis. for those guys. Because Yeah, Porzingis, they're not on my team anymore. I'm not rooting right. against them to fail, but I'm right. just they're out of sight, out of mind. I don't care about them yeah. anymore. But, Trev, I was wondering if you still, after hearing everything, I wonder if you still have that – excuses built in for chase young oh he seems like he's occupied we'll let him um, be occupied the 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 question was to trev and now we'll we'll, we'll let you reposition that okay so sorry here. yeah trev i just wanted to ask yeah. you like we got into some really good debate you and i about chase young about yes. OTAs and you just would yes. scream 
it's not mandatory and that's fine. Yes. And he's going to get his money and all. that's fine. That's, yes. I respect yes. your opinion, but yes. do you still now knowing everything and kind of hearing all this stuff and now that he's gone and now he hasn't performed up to his rookie year, do you still give him those excuses for the past, what I would call, um, what's the right word? Not regressions, but whatever doing things that I consider wrong against your teammates. No, because I can never question a man about or a woman doing what it takes to make their money. Uh, it's none of my business. But hindsight, after all this, he probably should have shut up at least once or twice or made a, mm-hmm. a little bit bigger of an effort to be committed to this team, not just on the sidelines, nursing a knee injury, being a, an energized cheerleader, so to speak. I'm not, you know, yeah. saying it's bad, but yeah, I I'm start I started to lean towards you. Not the whole thing. Like I sure. said, if you gotta make some money, make some money. If you got a chance to new balance, clutch, whatever, that's cool. But also, you didn't get drafted to do that. You got drafted to play football for an organization. That's right. That's you didn't right. get drafted to become a new balance ambassador or a clutch sports ambassador. You could have done right. that after Ohio State and not even played NFL. So yes, I, I do think that it came back to bite him in the butt. I mean, you see it. He might, his knee might be healthy, but he lost a step. He lost a couple steps. He, you know, the fame and fortune maybe got to his head a little bit, like you said, and he decided to go his own route on the football field because maybe that worked in college, but bro, this is the fourth year in the pros. It ain't going to work like that. So, yeah. And and one thing also that I don't want the perception to be out there that I think that Chase Young regressed as a football player because he didn't attend OTAs. I don't believe that for a second. OTAs, can make you better, but it's not the make or break or of what makes you better. But it's just the commitment. It's just the level of commitment to being great individually and being accountable to your team and to your fans like us. Our show was built on the premise of holding teams accountable because that's what we as fans want. We want our players to first and foremost, be talented. But second, we want them to be committed. We want them to be humble. We want them to, we want them to be Terry McLaurin, whatever Terry McLaurin does. That's what we want in our football players. Minus drop. And Chase Young wasn't that. Minus a drop or two on Sunday against the Eagles. And and people might be saying, well, you guys have made a big deal at OTAs. Yeah, because like you said, Sonny, he hadn't arrived yet. If he was leading the league in sacks the past three years, yeah. Or top five, and he misses OTAs. That's cool. We know he shows up for when, it, when, it, when it matters for games, you know, practice. We, that's cool. But you've only played one full season, mm-hmm. and you're rehabbing an injury, and you sign all these endorsements off the field, and you act like you've done something in this league. No one's going to remember your rookie of the year award five years from now. I mean, except for your family and football gurus, whatever. But like the average fan is yeah. not going to be like, Remember back 10 years ago, he won Rookie of the Year. That's <laughs> right. Not if, not if so, he doesn't live up to yeah. his, so his promise. You got to arrive first before you can leave. Well, let's do an impromptu. We've, we, we've talked enough about the trade. I want to get to the what now aspect, but I do okay. want to do a little impromptu game with you and those watching live here on YouTube with us right now. A little true or false section. Ooh. Try to try to keep your answers short, gentlemen. We got a few of these. Okay. The Washington Commanders 
are better off after the trade deadline than they were before the trade deadline. True or false, Stoner? Can I can I ask you to to kind of expand, expand on that? Expand on it. Are are this they year? The, I didn't say the, the team. Fr- I'm saying the franchise is the okay. franchise better off before the trade deadline. Or so since it's true or false, I guess I have to ask in a true or false way. The Washington Commanders are better off after these trades. True mm-hmm. or false? Yes, absolutely true. The franchise is in much better shape than they were before the trades. Are they a better football team? Uh, that's remained to be seen. Are they more talented? No, absolutely not. Say what you want about Chase and Montez. They're talented football players, whether or not they help you win games or not. So I'm going to say true in the long term, the organization is better off today. With with the five or with the two extra picks, so five picks within the top 100 likely to be next season. Trev, true or false, they're, the Washington Commanders are better after these trades. Uh, as an organization, true, I guess, because, so to speak, you can look at it by saying we got rid of the last dark cloud. That was kind of, well, not the last. We've got some coaches everything, but the last dark cloud <laughs> this true. season to be removed because I mean Chase Young you heard it off the field he was all the rumors you heard about what he does off the field and in the locker room like he's great to on the sideline and make some friends but like now it's starting to come out that he did his own thing he you know does mm-hmm. his own practice his own routine so that's a dark cloud we don't need we're trying to win football games so yeah we're, it's true for the record I don't I buy this Chase. we got we're gonna have a whole new regime you can't you can't sit there yeah, and say we won't pick the correct players i mean the draft is a bit of a crapshoot but that's another question that's a question for another day mm-hmm. true or false chase young will get a welcome home video on new year's eve when the 49ers come to town stoner one billion percent yes he will i know that players of the past have not gotten that the trent williams of the world Preston Smith's, even Ryan Kerrigan didn't get one, right? But this is a whole new regime. And this whole new regime understands that when they walk into the stadium on Sunday, half of the Washington Commanders fans are wearing 99 jerseys. They understand his importance to this team, and they understand the public relations need to not disrespect Chase Young. And because it is so soon after, it's not like two years from now. So, yes, he's absolutely going to get a um, a welcome home video. That's Trev? true. Sorry, not yes. That's true. Yeah, I piggyback that. True. Defensive rookie of the year, number two overall pick, hometown kid playing for the Washington Redskins slash commander slash football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, they'll give him one. Like Stone said, new regime. Um Face of the franchise, right there with Terry McLaurin. Sure. Um, I mean, it would be. It's going to be very interesting. I, I, I personally don't think he gets one. I understand why a lot of people are, you know, asking why. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it, you know, this is a guy oh, who played 34 games for you. It's yeah. not like uh, he didn't sign a second contract. There's more to like it that. than that. Nathan. I get, That's too oh, simplistic. I get it. I know you, I, you listed all the reasons why, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but I personally, I'm going to go with false there. Ron Rivera today during his presser, as Joshua mentions here, multiple times said that they think they have their French franchise QB. True or false, the Washington Commanders have found QB1 for the next decade. Trev, why don't you go first on this one? <laughs> Ooh, I, true. This is, okay, that's true. a long wait. That's true. like an asterisk next to that true, the, the how true. long it took them. True? Yeah. Because I don't know if this is really – I mean, it's just it's my opinion. I don't know. But if he wasn't, we would have pulled him by now and put in Jacoby Brissett and let him run out the rest of the season because he's been sacked over 40 times. Yeah. Last year, Taylor Heineke had a chance to be that dude, but he got pulled after he took Carson Wentz's job. He got pulled again for Carson Wentz. Yeah. That's not your franchise quarterback. I think we do have him, just by the way he's progressing. I mean, he led the league in passing yards this last week, and even in a loss, four touchdowns in a loss. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's just learning, he's young, so true. I think the GM likes him. True. <laughs> true. Stoner. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a loaded question, Nathan. There's really so many. There's so many who you know, who knows who the next regime is well, if they think he is, okay? But that's not the question. The question is do I think that he is QB1 for the next 10 years? And I tell you, you know, before the season I was not a howler, but I watched him and I watched him develop and get better and better. And then I became a howler. I said, he's the guy. And after pretty much half a season now, I have to say there really isn't a whole lot to look at and say, he's not the guy. Right. And why is that? He has all of the attributes. He has almost all of the attributes that you need from a starting quarterback in this league. And the biggest, the biggest attribute that he has is his salary cap number. That's his <laughs> biggest value that he has to this regime and to the next oh one God. that comes in is him having less than a million dollars a year on a salary cap, which means you can go out and pay $20 million a year for a left tackle and uh, $20 million for a linebacker and another $20 million for a safety and on and on and on. Left. And still have a lot of money left because you're not paying 40 to a quarterback. And that's where his biggest value is. But you can't do that and fall on your face. You can't be Daniel Jones, get $40 million, and then fall on your face. (laughs) But the point is that he has everything that you could ask for. And he's getting better. He has a stinker of a game one week. And then he follows follows it up with a good game to a great game. Last week's first half was some of the best quarterbacking we've seen here in the last decade. That yeah. first half was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think he he obviously has a chance to. But if you're just asking me my opinion, then true, he will be the quarterback here in the future. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to love about Sam Howell. Uh, and then you look into some of those analytics that Stoner hates. And then you start to wonder, can Sam Howell turn it around? EPA, you know what's funny? DVOA, all that other stuff. Not looking good in Sam Howell's uh, situation. Can I mention Stunner? something about that, though, Nathan? So, like, sure. Chase Young had really good analytics. 
but he he didn't have the the eye test, the sniff test, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, right? Sam Howell's the exact opposite. Sam Howell has the eye test, the sniff test. He looks the part. He looks like, but he doesn't have the analytics to back him up. So I just think that's kind of you know what it, what do you rely on most, analytics or eye tests? I guess it's in the eye of the beholder to decide that. Yeah. So what I love most right now is kind of like what you're saying, Stoner, with the 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 salary cap issue, right? Sam has been performing more than okay. And and it puts Washington in a position that, yeah, they could draft a QB in round one next year if mm-hmm. they wanted to. If the next regime, if they decide that's what they want, they've looked at it and they said that's what we that's you know, we want to go get a Caleb Williams or Drake May, and then they do that, I will understand them wanting to get their guy and moving mm-hmm. forward. That's that's right. fine. But Sam Howell is playing at a level that at the very minimum gives you the freedom with those five picks to load up and get yourself a team and punt that QB decision another year and not in a way that is we're just going to tank this season to get the best QB next year, but Mm -hmm. in a way that potentially wins. Jury's still a little out, but I think from so. what I've seen, what That's I've true. seen, so, what I've seen so far, I'm going to go with true as well. Yeah. True or false, the Washington Commanders season is over. <laughs> oh, that's a big fat false. Absolutely not. False. You're telling me because you've lost two defensive ends that are pretty good that you've played without before in one games that now that your season is over. Absolutely not. You have quality players with James Smith Williams, FA Obata, and Casey Tuhill. Now look, don't get it, don't get it twisted. Those guys aren't gonna go out there and just start wreaking havoc. Okay. That's not what they're gonna do. Casey Tuhill and them guys, they they're not that. Okay, they're just quality NFL players. They're Jags, is what they are, but they're good enough to play every day. So say that the season is over because of those two guys are gone. That's insane to me. That's insane. The season is not over. And especially when you got a schedule that is tough at times, but it's not overwhelming. You've got in the next few games, you've got new England next week, which we're going to talk about here in the next segment. Then you've got Seattle. That's a tough one, but then you got the giants. So two of your next three, are terrible teams, and I get it, but uh, uh, I get we're not great. Washington's not great, so we really can't say anything about how we should beat them. But if you win two out of your next three and you're five and six, I mean, are you going to really say the season's over at five and six? The N- that seventh seed in the NFC is wide open, and Washington is one of those teams that are going to fight for it. All right, yeah, Trev, true or false, Washington Commander's season is over. Nah, false. Yes, they were, like Stoner said, good to great, and you said, good to great players. They weren't elite. Yes, they were faces of the franchise, fan favorites, yada, yada, yada. But we're three and five with them. We haven't done anything with them on defense. This year alone, we're allowing over 30 points on defense. And that's the position they play. Defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season's not over. The Patriots, who have been awful all year, just won awful. last week. 
Did they win the last Bears week? Bears have been off and yeah. Bears off all, all year. Put up 40 against Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Sure. They put up 40. Okay? The season's not over. Any given Sunday. I know it's so cliche. I know it's a movie about football, but it's literally any given Sunday. Yeah. The Dolphins season's hung up 20, 70 on Denver. Denver goes and hangs up and, and, and stops Kansas City from scoring 10. Right. It's yeah. any given Sunday. So season's yeah. not over. We still got division games. It's always and, a battle. And you can't game. tell you can't tell Terry McLaurin. I love using Terry McLaurin as an example. You're gonna tell yeah, Terry McLaurin Jonathan the Allen. season's over. You're gonna tell Jonathan Allen that the season's over and to just mail it in the rest of the year. Those guys aren't gonna do no. that. And they're not gonna let the guys who are in the locker room with them do it either. So no, season's yeah. not over. Well, the season's certainly not over. The Dolphins did beat the Patriots last week, but the Patriots oh. beat the beat the Bills the week before. That's that might what be what yes. you're yes. Yes. might Sorry. be what you are Thank remembering you. there. Uh true or false, Casey Tuhill will end up with more sacks than Chase Young by the end of the season. I think Casey Tuhill is one sack behind Chase so far. So is that like well, five yes. to four? Something like that, yeah. yeah. True, my answer is true. <laughs> Casey Till's gonna end up with more sacks. True, yeah, he'll Love get one. It. Probably Sunday on Mac Jones' slow bum tail. So, <laughs> um, by the I'll end of the season, no. though, Casey Tuhill's gonna end yeah. up with more. No, Chase yes. Chase Young's gonna end up with yeah. More I'll, I'll I say false. Casey Tuhill. I need to clip that up, man. We need to have that true. one. Just... But uh, True Hill. If yes. you think I like true that, Hill. I like that. If you think that Casey Tuhill is going to have more sacks than Chase Young, I challenge you to hit the like button. Hey. Now, if you think Chase Young is going to have more sacks than Casey Tuhill, hit the like button. <laughs> so either way, you're going to have to hit the like button. Just do us a favor. Yeah, Chase, like Chase, Chase Young absolutely, I think, is going to end with more sacks. But I am cheering on Casey Tuhill a heck of a lot more especially as they have a game here against Bill Belichick, somebody who rumors started today with Mike Florio that uh, Washington might trade for Bill mm. Belichick after mm. the season. Josh Harris Do looking it. that way. Do it. True or false, the Washington commanders are looking at Bill Belichick. Or is Mike Florio Wait. just stirring the pot? Well, he even said it was just a theory. Yes. <laughs> he said it's a theory. He didn't say that he's heard. Yeah, so he's stirring the is pot the question, there. Is the question that they're looking at it, or is the question, do you want him? How about that? True. Yeah. How about that? True or false? The Washington commanders will trade for Bill Belichick. No, false. 100%. No way. No chance. Yeah, I don't want him here no. either, by the way. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He, so, they got to bring in somebody young. exciting. Young. Yeah. Probably young. Exciting! Somebody with you know you don't want to bring in a retread. Somebody who's had a chance already and blew it. You don't want to give Josh McDaniels another shot. You don't want no. to bring in uh, Arthur Smith when he gets fired from Atlanta. You no. don't want to bring in Pete Carroll when he retires. No, you got you to don't bring want in to somebody. Eric enemy. <laughs> you it's, don't want Eric B. Enemy. It's interesting that you guys are saying none, none of these retreads, and and a lot of yeah. people are calling for Jim Harborough. To no. come in from, no. from Michigan, that would be a retread. No, he's gonna steal yeah. signs when he gets here. 
That's just, it's actually not really illegal, but I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? It's, 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 no, it's I want a guy either you've never heard of or somebody who's just starting to get hot, like the Brian Johnson from the Eagles. Um, like, Lowick is another from one from Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the Detroit guy, Trev? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson yeah, from Detroit. That's another one. Yeah. That's who I want. Somebody who has kind of put in the work for a few years and keep rising. Who's the, who's the donk in Buffalo, the former quarterback Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Somebody, somebody young, exciting, offensive minded, please yes. don't bring in, but you know what, you know who that is, you know, or you know who that was, that was Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden was that hot young coordinator, yeah. offensive genius. And, and that was a big pooper, <laughs> but but you know, still, you can't say because Jay Gruden failed, the next guy's gonna fail no. also. But still, that's who There's that's plenty, what I want. plenty of coaches fail. You want Jay Gruden? That's funny. Um, no, it's <laughs> the phrasing of that one here. Uh Gregory, no more true or false. This one, however, is something I wanted to touch on prior mm. to the game here. Uh should have traded more than they did, was Gregory's comment. Jacoby Brissett was mentioned as potential trade. Mm-hmm. Should ha- should the Washington Commanders have traded more than they did? Spoiler alert for me, I don't think they're done. I know the trade deadline has passed, but as soon as we hit the offseason and before the uh, draft, I'd expect more players to be traded. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, they've got a lot of expiring contracts. Guys like Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, mm-hmm. uh, not J- Brissett's under contract next year, but guys like that. And of course, your DNs, Tuhill and Smith Williams, Obata, Cam Curl, Kendall Fuller. These are all guys who have expiring contracts. So they were the, your your trade possibilities. Jacoby's on one year contract, by the way. No, it is only one year. For some reason, I thought it was two years. All right. But, um, but these are guys, you don't just trade them just to trade them. If all you could get for Gibson was a, a seventh round, um, you know, conditional pick, depending on where you finish or something, you just don't do it. Cause again, you are still trying to win. Josh Harris is not saying, I'm going to tank this season, so I'm going to get rid of everybody. So you still keep them unless you get a good offer. And they got good offers for those two guys. You can debate about Chase, but you know Chase wasn't coming back. And I don't think they planned on trading Montez Sweat until Chicago came up and said, we'll give you a second. And they said, see ya. (laughs) That's too good of a deal to pass up. Yeah, that was the that was the value being mentioned a lot today was that the new Shen, who's the new analytics guy was heavily involved in explaining how the value was for each of these trades the team wanted to sign montez sweat is what everyone was leaning towards right but mm-hmm. then once chicago came in with a second they said Good. they they can avoid it i think colin had uh tweeted out some colin dunphy a, f- a friend of the channel the value that they got was essentially a eighth overall pick Hmm. you know i know it's a second rounder but based off of all the stuff and the money and all this and everything that goes into it essentially they got essentially the eighth overall pick so i mean they have five within the first round we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about that but right now we need to talk about how washington 
can beat the Patriots. That's coming up here on Ref the District. <laughs> 